Hello and welcome back, promoters, to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I'm your host, Sam Fain, and I am joined, as usual, by Todd Dershel and Mike Molesky. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to see you guys all together again. It's uh, It's been a little bit. It has. It has. I don't think we've seen faces probably since Galacticon. Maybe not. Yeah. 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 There's been phone conversations and text messages, et cetera. But I think this is the first time that we're we're seeing one another for a while. Mike, how are you? Well, it's weird. Normally, when I haven't seen you for this long, I get introduced first. But I guess it's been a while for all of us. So, yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, busy, but good, right? Yeah, absolutely. Tis the season. Tis the season. As we record this, it is Sunday, December the 17th. Uh, so you have seven more shopping days before Christmas is upon you. And if you want to do any of that shopping over at philsingergames.com, go right ahead. Uh, because there's a bunch of new releases. We're going to talk about those. We're Why do I feel about- like Dalton should be on right now to talk about <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the year in review We're going to talk about a couple other things. Todd's got his tournament finals, which I cannot wait to get to. But before we do that, we are going to talk a little bit about the fact that it's been five months since we were last in your ears. And the truth of the matter is that 99.9% of that is just due to the fact that life happens. Uh, There's no conspiracy. There's no bad blood. There's no um desire to cheat loyal promoters out of this endeavor in any way shape or form I mean, Sam, we could jump todd later like galacticon next year or something maybe that'll <laughs> satisfy everyone <laughs> <laughs> no because then everybody's gonna think it's an angle they're working us you know <laughs> yeah, fair enough. um but no in, in all sincerity you know getting back after galacticon there was a lot of stuff going on and there was a lot of questions as to you know, when things were going to happen, what was going to happen. There were considerations uh, outside the podcast that were still game related um, as far as writing and releases, etc. And a lot of stuff just kind of got bollocked up and schedules weren't working out. Uh, you know, I know Mike got busy. Todd got I was just going to say, can I jump in and full disclosure? I was. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, that was, you know, like anybody who wants to know my schedule. Normally, I'm missing the pod anyway. Like what? at least half the time from middle of August through November, right? Yeah. About oh that. yeah. We were lucky to have you maybe once a month at that yeah, point. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm normally that. And that's good when you guys are like not busy. So, you know, right, right, right. right. You know, and, and, and the same thing happened to me. Um, you know, I've been working a lot. I mean, honestly, since past March, this past March, I don't think that I've had much of a, a break except for maybe, a few weeks in July, uh, you know, during Galacticon and Hall of Fame weekend, um, I, I was free. But other than that, I've, you know, I've had play readings and and shows and and stuff that I've been doing in addition to, of course, all of the parental duties and stay at home stuff and, you know, holidays and moving and. and hey, what what yeah. episode is this anyway? You remember? Uh, 69. No, uh, this is episode 100, which I think is, you know, another thing. And, and I think we should be honest about that, too. Originally, when we were talking about this at Galacticon, we we're going to plan a big episode where we had lots of guests and stuff like that. Crosser, and that was another thing that sort of held it up is that yep. we're trying to plan something big, right? Yeah, and make it like a thing. And that we sort of made it more complicated, maybe, than it needed to be. 
Right. We started, you know, it started to be that, that sort of thing where you can't see the forest for the trees because, you know, we, we were trying to figure out what, what it was going to be, when it was going to be, how it was going to be, who was going to be on, how could we coordinate this? How could we do that? And, and, and yeah, ultimately there were just a lot of other factors and a lot of other priorities. And, and yes, I, I mean, I, another thing for me is I, I've got another podcast and a lot of stuff went walkie with that podcast. Um, you know, my, my co-host on that podcast decided that, you know, he, he no longer wanted to, do, to, to be a part of it. And so I've been doing that show solo and, uh, you know, certainly after last season and, and, and getting, you know, the interviews and, and building the rapport and, and that sort of stuff within that community, I, I wanted to keep going. And I'm glad I have because, you know, the interviews have continued and, the you know, there's been a lot of really cool stuff that's happened over on, on Fate's Wide Wheel. So it's been um, there's been a lot of, of stuff going on outside of Phil Singer games and outside of roll up that for me personally made it very difficult to schedule things. Um, you know, even this week is a great example, right? I mean, this is literally the only time I could do this. I had a show last night. I had a show Friday night. I've got a rehearsal tomorrow night. I got a rehearsal Tuesday night, you know, and, and, and as we inch closer to Christmas, there's a lot of other stuff that, that, that people have going on as well. So that just gives you kind of a snapshot uh, into, into what things are, like for me, you know, I've got an interview scheduled for Thursday. I've got another podcast scheduled for Wednesday. So it's, you know, the, when that stuff starts the podcast on Wednesday. I, yeah, I do. Well, not this one, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, so, so in, in, in any instance that for me, there's been a lot of stuff going on. And then of course, you know, personally, obviously this has been a very difficult and trying year. Um, you know, loss of my father, moving into a new house, doing the renovations, my daughter started kindergarten. So you just put that all in the stew together and it's not only time, but it's also energy. And I think that mm -hmm. we all have always wanted to try to, you know, do a good show and do a show that we felt proud of. Of. And there are times when I can absolutely say that over the past year, there are shows that I did where I did not feel proud of them. I didn't feel it was my best work. I didn't feel I was articulate. I didn't feel like it was, you know, doing much of anything. So, um, so that said, that's really, that's my reason. That's that what, you know, is, 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 is what's behind my absence. And, you know, and, and, and then the other side of it is, is that I, I, I haven't been playing as much and I haven't been on the boards as much and I haven't been, you know, doing a lot of that stuff. I've been checking in on like discord and the Facebook group because they're just a little bit more accessible in my headspace right now. Um, but there's also been a lot of stuff over the past year that's happened that I feel like has kind of, you know, pushed me into a direction that is not as involved in that in that aspect and that's too bad in a lot of ways but it, it has nothing to do with my love for the game and my love for doing this and my appreciation for everyone that is playing and is enjoying it it just means that for me right now this is this is kind of where i sit so um i appreciate everyone's patience i appreciate everyone's inquisitiveness i appreciate everyone's support um in that in that meantime but uh sometimes you know things just come up and and it's not possible to do everything that we want to do especially if we want to do it at the level that we want to do it so mike anything you want to add we've been busy you know i mean it, it's <laughs> no i mean you know yeah. it, it sounds simple and and it sounds funny but but it's really true and i think that there's a lot of people and look I am grateful for everyone who was upset we weren't on. Like, you know, like th yeah. that's to me, it's a good compliment. Problem, right. You <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, is that, you know, you missed us and, and we missed you. I mean, we, I think each one of us um, enjoys doing this pod. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, you, you have, fr you know, you know, Sam and Todd and I are, are friends. And so it's, it's good to get together. We enjoy getting together. And, and, 
you know, it, it's, I've missed it. I really have. Um, but we each had stuff going on and, and I was probably the biggest, you know, gate in all this, right? You know, we were, we were trying to figure out the right way to do episode 100. And we, we were all like charged up about ideas. We were talking about it and it was like, what what night was going to work for me back in August and it wasn't working out like and so it's on me as much as anybody so I'm not going to like you know throw anybody else under the bus for that but you know I think people need to know we're you know we're not going to this isn't going to be every week right yeah you know like <laughs> we're going to try and do it when we can do it and I hope people understand that I hope people appreciate it but if I have the choice between getting good game product in people's hands and you know doing a podcast sporadically compared to what we used to do or doing a crappy job putting out game stuff and doing this every week i'll take the good game every time so yeah it's kind of where i am on it yeah absolutely. hope everybody understands i mean that that's yeah. just it hopefully early classics and the legends and indies products we just released which we were going to talk about Yes. Our justification of that. Hopefully people appreciate that that's where the love went. And, you know, we're going to, you know, try and do our best going forward to give you what we can give you. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I yes, I echo those sentiments. Absolutely. Todd, anything you want to add in there? Yes. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you know, things have been really busy for all of us as I, you know, I think a bunch of people who listened before know that, you know, I'm very involved with scouts and that went up a lot this year with me taking over as a scout master too. So like, which is so much more work uh, <laughs> before, like even today before recording this, I was uh, on a meeting planning something for January. Like it's, it's been, uh, it's a, I would, it's been super rewarding but it's been so much time. And then also with my regular work has been very, uh, very much more involved this year than it has been. Uh, and so like my time has just been at a premium. And so, you know, the, the, the amount of time I've been, you know, I've had for different things with Phil Singer games related uh, has been less available than in the past. And I've at least wanted to focus on, again, the game product, getting some of those, you know, whatever I needed to do to help kind of make sure things happen for, you know, the, the, the winter release and whatnot. Um, yeah. That I, I made sure to, you know, focus my time on that. Um, you know, I think a lot of times I tend to be the one to kind of make sure to kind of get all of us together or figure out what it is. And I probably just didn't have the energy uh, for that as well. Uh, I, I will fully admit that, you know, I'll take, uh, I'll take some of the, uh, you know, some of that, uh, I don't know, blame. I don't think blame is the right word, but you know, at least the culpability there, uh, that it just, I didn't have maybe the, the energy to do it, you know, just, I think with, you know, just not having, not having the time to do it and, and really trying to get all of us together, knowing how crazy our schedules were, but, you know, I hope that we can still do these, you know, do these episodes period, you know, sporadically, you know, as, as often as we can, when we feel it is right and we have the energy for it and we have the passion for it, not feel like we have to do it um, all the time. So, you know, one of my favorite uh, podcasts you know, it was a weekly podcast. They had been going on for seven years and at the beginning of this year, like so many other things happened in life. They're like, we'll try to give you episodes when we can, you know, we, you know, we love you, miss you, like, you know, but you know, sometimes like life comes in and I, when, you know, when that kind of happened there and then stuff with the podcast here, kind of, kind of resonated with me. It's like, okay, you know, we know we want to do this. We enjoy doing the podcast, 
but you know sometimes it's okay to take a break and um you know and uh we we'll we'll get back to it and and, and still provide you with uh, a fun program and uh, as often as we can yeah, you know, Todd, you mentioned something too that I think is incredibly important is, is that it, it, one of the things that has to happen is that it needs to it needs to remain fun and enjoyable. Yeah. You know, I mean, this yeah. is obviously something that we do. We give our, our time to to enjoy this. And so I think that uh, I don't know, the advertising revenue is huge for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I and, and so I think that like that's got to be one of the most important parts is it like, yeah. you know, we, it stays fun. And, and unfortunately, when there is so many other things going on and, and, and drawing that focus, it can be very difficult to kind of approach it in that spirit. And 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 it's not it's not a case of just sort of like this isn't fun anymore. I don't want to do it. It's more a case of this, you know, I, I I don't have the energy to give this right now. So I know that it's not going to be able to be as fun as it should be. And and that has a spiral effect because it's not just about us. It's also about the people that are listening to it because nobody wants to listen to a podcast that doesn't, you know, the, the people are having fun doing it. So um, so yeah, I I I completely agree. And 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 I think that, you know. Time permitting, we'll certainly try to do uh, as often as we can. And, uh, you know, you may find that maybe we'll we'll do shorter stuff, uh, you know, that maybe there'll just be short little bursts here and there, um, you know, tied into some of the announcements and that sort of stuff. And 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 who knows, maybe we'll work out things where once in a while there might just be a solo thing that'll be, you know, just kind of a, a bit of a news drop or whatever to keep things in the feed so that you, you don't think that we forget. Yeah, some mini rolls. There you go. There we go. Um, I'm hungry all of a sudden. But anyway. Every one, one die. It'll just be one die that rules there you go uh but but anyway uh you know it felt like it was important that we at least talked a little bit about it and, and address some of that and um you know any any further uh uh you know speculation or any questions or anything like that can certainly be uh addressed mom and mom and dad love the kids um, but exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that said, we've got some fun stuff to talk about uh, tonight, and uh, I suppose the 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 best thing to do is to just hop in and and do a quick overview of the current releases because there is some amazing stuff that is hitting mailboxes right now. People have them in their hands. I've got them in my hands. I'm they're right next to me. Um, so so let's dive in. Let's let's just let's start off with something that I am so 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 thrilled about. Um, as anyone knows my you know champions of the galaxy playing experience has been dominated for the past you know however long uh, as i slowly roll it out by early classics and to have now early classics 2074 to 75 in color um is is amazing uh, i i am thrilled about this it's been something that has been a long time coming it's been talked about for years, quite frankly, um, and uh, and now here it is fully realized. Mike, talk a little bit about early classics, please. I think people wanted it. <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, it, I think it was about twenty years ago I started writing it. Um, the the early classics of the twenty seventies and eighties, which was different than what we just released, obviously. Right. Um, but um, that's when I, I started putting it together about 20 years ago. It was released at Galacticon in 04. Um, so um, just, you know, and and I think it, it's still to this day the only non-Filsinger Games produced set that was ever sold by Filsinger Games, which is kind of cool. Um, and for those wondering if it was a bootleg or it was official, it was official. It was sold by Filsinger Games. Um, but you know, it, it's, um, 
you know, I'm just so glad. Like, I really wanted to do it, but I wanted to do it right. And I know there were, you know, last year, some people wondered about, you know, why we didn't have a Christmas Champions release. Originally, we wanted to do this for that. It wasn't working out that it was going to be a quality release for last Christmas. Um, and that was the big secret that people were wondering what happened. They thought somehow it was something wrong with Champions. No, it was just we didn't get this done. And it's done now, and I'm glad people have it. And hopefully people like it. I think that, you know, the teasers, I think we tried to tease some, obviously we teased Omega and um, Morpheus. We teased some other art we thought people would like. We held a couple pieces back that we really like. Um, <laughs> um, Santon the loner. Santon the loner, that's exactly well, what I, I mean, I, I, and I worked, I mean, I know Grant, um uh yeah i grant wants and I, let me tell you i hated the first draft daryl said it's one of the only pieces of art i've ever seen daryl banks do that i didn't like um was the first draft of santa on the loner sorry daryl no mean to throw you. <laughs> um but he then um like and i think uh tom and i'm gonna go through some of this with uh, yeah. grant wants tom and i to come on and go through some of these cards with him but so i don't want to do too much of this now but you know, like that one was one we worked hard on, I'll just say. And I was really happy with how Santon came out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think that I don't, it was worth the wait, I think, hopefully for people. Um, I know it meant a lot to a lot of people. It meant a lot to me personally. It meant a lot to Tom. I mean, Tom and I spent a lot of time going through, especially at the end. Like, it was like, do we yeah. have this right? Like, right. It, do we have this right? You know, and, and we, I mean, we blew up probably three cards at the end, just making sure we had it right. And uh, I'm glad. I think based on the reaction I'm seeing so far from folks, I think we did. Um, I like what we have. I love what Daryl did art-wise. Tom's colors are good. Um, you know, I know there's some controversy as to drawn backgrounds versus digital backgrounds and the whole thing i hear you um i think one of the things i noticed from a lot of folks who weren't sold on the backgrounds is once they got the cards in their hands they felt differently i think sometimes yeah. for our news stories the artwork's resolution is dialed back some and it doesn't look the same as it does online when you get the game and when you have it in your hand but i think people like it so i'm glad yeah um let me ask you about two things uh, uh card wise so sure. uh two things that jumped out to me right away and i think a lot of people probably you know discussed this already as well uh morpheus is stronger which i think is great yeah and i i think that that's arguably the way that it should be because i know that he didn't necessarily always perform the way for me that i had wanted him to in those early days so i think that this yes. will help talk a little bit uh just briefly about the changes to his card and some of the thought that went behind that. Well, I mean, I think that, um, you know, I mean, this isn't, it was an exhaustive process. I mean, we went through this, um, these cards a lot. And and I think that there were certain things that to me, I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll try and save some of this for discussion with Tom where he can be part of it too. But to me, Morpheus had to be a little better than he was. Um, yeah. Because he is supposed to be one of the icons of the early GWF, and 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 you know, it, it, look, forget any of the early classics cards. If you just look at the other cards Tom did for the classics period, like Torn Calum 
was probably better than Morpheus. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was close, right? I mean, it, whether which one was better, I don't know. But and to me, that there, there was an issue there. And so, um, for those people who, who haven't seen the cards yet, if you're wondering, they weren't just straight corrections of rules violations. We did adjust the cards, and Morpheus was probably the one of the biggest adjustments we did. There were a couple others that were. Um, we we definitely made some changes too. I think he just needed to be better, and he is. I mean, yeah, I think that's the best way I can say. Yeah, uh, and then the other one that I wanted to ask you about again, you know, I, I know you want to save some stuff to elaborate further uh, when Tom and you talk to Grant, but I did want to uh, ask you about the Ko Keller card because that was mm -hmm. the other one that kind of stood out to me is that yeah. there's no add one, um, right. and and again looking you know looking at I think that that's the right move because i i thought that keller was maybe a little too strong mm -hmm. um you know his, his card he could you know he could beat anybody and i'm not saying that he still can't i mean any card can beat any card right depending on how the dice roll but i think losing the ad one um absolutely puts him a little bit more where he should be can you talk a little bit about dropping that ad one and what went behind that well i i think the ad one discussion is you know, I, it'd be good to have Tom here on that for that because we we talked about just overall game mechanics and how do we keep this sort of true to the original so that we're not having a continuity that has you know sort of new a lot of newer mechanics early and then we lose them all for a while and then they come back in later years and so some of it was and it makes it challenging to do a card right because now you're trying to sort of stay within the original context still tell the story of the dominance or none you know, like, or non-dominance of certain characters. Um, and in K.O. Keller's case, I he was always a tough one because, you know, when I did the early classics card, which is the one you're referring to, um, right. yes. I was basing it off the 2084 card, which was really strong, right? And it, that was a strong card for a guy who was over the hill. I'll just say that. I mean, sure. you know, right. and, and so then I was trying to come up with a card that was somewhat better when I did early classics and add one moves were fairly prevalent in 2004. Um, you know, unlike say 1987, right. You know, the little right. game it evolved. And so I think that it probably makes more sense for KO Keller not to have that add one, even though now it may change what his 2084 card looks like. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, I think that that's an interesting prospect, though. And I think that it's the same could be said for Morpheus is it's yeah. like when that downgrade has to come, it might look different. And I think that the interesting thing is, is while these two cards might not look vastly different from the original cards that represented this era for both of them, that that it actually creates this interesting prospect where the next cards could actually look vastly different. Well, and, and, and I will say this, Tom and I have only had preliminary discussions about what's next. Sure. Uh, you know, we haven't gone through detailed planning in any way, but I will say this, that what happened in early classics, Tom always was very specific about classics in general and but early classics specifically, that it was alternate universe. Right. Right. And, and so it wasn't necessarily what happened. He didn't say it didn't happen. He just said it wasn't necessarily. And so I think now that we're rolling into the official canon, we're being very careful about it. And we may change a few things up. Right, um, right. And that may be good in some ways. I mean, maybe there's an Imperial Alliance mimic someday in the future that would be different in a good way. 
right some other things that are different in ways that um maybe guys you know we do an additional card for a guy that we didn't do in the, the first time around so there, there there's going to be some changes i think and we'll see where it goes but i yeah. i think the general story isn't going to change right i mean cosmos right. is still going right. to be Thantos, right yeah I mean, like, yes like, yes not, this is a prequel okay yeah. like just to be very clear it's a prequel we're not getting to it there's we know what the end point is um but we may change a little a few of the things along the way yeah well i think look we've talked about this before one of the genius elements of the original champions of the galaxy set 2087 is that it was kind of in media race like things had already started things were already ongoing big events had already happened you were given the story kind of in the middle and allowed to just figure the rest out for yourself one of the beautiful things about early classics is, is it allows you to then go back and, you know, and, and, and plot those events and see those events unfold in your own unique way. And who knows, you know, maybe they will take a different turn here. Maybe they won't take a different turn here. I mean, there's obviously ways to kind of keep it by the book, um, et cetera. But I do think it's, that, I mean, it's going to change. I mean, look, Sam, we're not looking at like when we, as we go through forward from here, we're not looking to redo what happened before and make it like fundamentally different. Right. But we may fit it in differently. I think that's Absolutely. the best way to say, it. like, you know, I was talking to Tom uh, last week and, and he was like, you know, when they did, you know, the prequels for Star Wars, they didn't like be like, oh, well, you know, episode, you know, you know, the original Star Wars, The New Hope didn't like go away or change or something. It still was there. We had to fit it. They had to fit it all into that. And that's what we're going to do. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's still Star Wars, right? It's still Champions of the Galaxy. You, you're still going to get there, but you know, we may want to just make sure we've got to clean some stuff. There, I mean, look, there are certain things that need to be cleaned up a little bit. I'm not going to, you know, pretend we got it 100% right the first time. We're going to try and get a little closer this time. Look, as long as we get the world beater version of Heckles, I'm fine. So I just, you know, bring him on. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that this is out there, and uh, I can't wait to hear, you know, uh, some deeper conversation about it, um, you know, on Grant's podcast, and, and certainly I hope that we get to to dive a little deeper uh, into the set here as well, because uh, obviously with the new cards and, and and other little changes here or there that have been made, it'll be fun to talk about. And it'll just be fun to talk about in general. That said, if you want, you can go back and you can actually listen to the original conversation the three of us had about early classics from like four and a half years ago, five years ago. That was epic. Like we're talking like probably a three and a half hour long conversation um, split over, I think, two episodes uh, of the old KOPW podcast um, where we went in depth into the entire early classic set. So, um, yeah, you can check that out and and maybe I'll post that on the feed for uh, roll up. That way you don't have to go hunting for it. Um but yeah, it, it's super exciting that it's here and 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 I can't wait to start playing. It'll feel a little bit like going back as 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 I was already in like 2082 uh, with my early classics fed. But that's 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 the beauty of it now. So um, now and then we've got four new characters, right? That's right. That's now, right. Right. Which I mean, you know, another thing, just in case people were wondering, you know, I'll share this on the on the pod here, but um and I talked about it on uh, UT last week. Um, but, you know, originally I was going to do one card, the 20th card for early classics, because um, there were 19 cards in 2074 originally. 
but we refer, always referred to the fact that there were a bunch of guys who sort of were transient in the early days of the GWF and they came in and they came out and guys, you know, so I did this, I was going to do this generic card that was originally going to just sort of be this blank face. And I was going to have him and I was going to have like a list of guys in the handbook who it could be, and then their finishers. So everybody's going to have the same, fin- same strength finisher. They were right. all same card. And I was like, well, that way people can choose what they want and have their own, guys and and then as i got through the process i didn't really want to do that because i really wanted i looked when i was trying to think of the art and i wanted to look hokey right you know and i was like and i'm I'm dealing with daryl banks here right i mean like hey so um we did that and then the other thing i thought of when i found out i had the promoter prime slots was i'm like you know werner worked on the original early classics and i thought it would be a real shame if werner didn't have a chance to sort of put his mark on it too and so heaven and and the three cards he did i think are fantastic yeah in prime um and i want to give him a little shout out for that because i think that you know those three pieces of art i mean you know guys who are not main eventers i mean spoiler alert for those of you who haven't got (laughs) um you know that was part of the beauty of what tom and chuck did in the early sets was they had these guys in the lower card, lower end of the card, who were compelling. And part of it was the art, part of it was the story, but they were compelling. And I think Warner did a great job doing three guys who were at the lower end of the card who are compelling. Well, I've definitely been hearing a lot of uh, clamoring for more backstory on who these guys actually are. So, you know, I think that we have to find so out. So clearly they are compelling and, and no yeah, one more compelling than, than Lowry, really. I mean, let's yeah. face it. That's the most compelling green alien of all time. That's right. First green alien of all time. <laughs> First green alien. <laughs> um, we'll there are no other green aliens in the GWF when it, when it starts. So that's right. There's a reason you colored Torpor uh, uh, brownish there. <laughs> I, I that's what color he was. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna pull a Tom Filson here for a moment. That's the color he was. Yeah. But. Um. So we also have an amazing legend set, which I would love yes. to talk about, but we're not going to actually really talk about. It. We'll talk about just a teeny bit. And the reason why we're not going to talk about it is because all three of us are going to be over on uh uncharted territory what's that podcast this week (laughs) (laughs) talking about the legends year in review and who's the star of that podcast anyway these days i don't even know i don't know i mean i think it's lowry but uh (laughs) not not dick and disher (laughs) yeah i I think there must be something Um, in his contract that he can't be on with us either well yeah (laughs) it could be Yes, that's fine. Um, and then, of course, we have the Indies release, which was the uh, best of the women's Indies for 2023. Um, and this is a great set, an excellent mix of some ladies that have been around for a little while uh, and some ladies that have, you know, just begun to make their mark on the indie scenes, of course, headlined by um, Velvet Sky, which is great um, because we already have uh, Angelina Love, of course, um, and um, Madison Rain. 
Thank you. Um, and, uh, and, and what a, what a lovely set. I mean, I think my favorite card, you know, just based off of art alone is probably Heidi Howitzer. Um, you know, I also appreciate her a great deal. The Vert Vixen art is incredible as well. As you yeah, say, Vert Vixen, really I think is, is pretty. Well, yeah. look, you know, I, I, here's the thing. It's a new, it's a new day. It's a new regime. So I can just be completely honest. The reason why the Vert Vixen art as exceptional as it is, doesn't jump out to me is because the poses are so similar on all the cards. And I just wish that, that, you know, that going forward, especially for these ladies sets that we could find a way to incorporate some more dynamic poses, because I do think that we're doing them a bit of a disservice um, by putting them all in that kind of that standard pose. Yeah, there's a lot of hands on the hip poses there. I will, I will say that. Well, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. But, but moving past that, but moving I, past that, <laughs> I, I think Vert, um, especially for being a late, you know, I mean, like she was, you know, no, people didn't know she was coming, um, and having her be at the end there, I think was, um, I mean, she looks bad in that picture. I mean, she, yes, like yeah. you look at, oh, oh, I don't want to mess with her. Right. I, right. Heidi Howitzer is another good one. I mean, that, that's for sure. They're well, all good. And I'll offer a counterpoint to what I said, because the counterpoint to what I said is that I do think Warner has done an incredible job with facial expressions. And there's definitely enough variety in the facial expressions alone that, you know, we, we, we've got we've got a little variety there, at least, which is nice. Um, of course, we also got uh, in, in Indy's Prime a Deanna Parazzo uh, update card, which is really cool, uh, as she has certainly... I think evolved quite a bit from her initial card. Yeah. Um. So it's nice to have. It's nice to have that well, update. You say she evolved from her. Uh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, she beyond not evolve. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then of course we also got an Eddie Edwards update. Um. Which holy hell that's strong. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he needed it though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal over there. All right. Uh, and then uh and then of course we also have uh Kikitaro, which is uh just I mean, come on, that's awesome. Yeah. Um I'm glad so, they all got picked. You know, of all the people I was gonna talk to, I thought Sam is probably gonna hate that card. No, why would I hate I that? Kikitaro? Uh, I'm just kidding. Like, the, you were the one person I knew would love that. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I think that's that's super, super cool. I mean, the, the thing is, is that they're all great. And and, and again, you know, the, the, the wonderful thing about this uh, lady set is that there are, you know, some of these names that, that I, I mean, I'm not as familiar with, quite frankly, um, that I don't, that uh, I've not seen uh, as much of or any of um, compared to some of the others. So I'm excited to be able to get to know them a little bit better uh now that i have an excuse to with the cards um you know in addition to we, we we kind of pivoted to prime a little bit but we also got some awesome gwf uh prime cards with aetheran soldiers and an aetheran soldiers group attack card which reminds me of that old uh um you know what you was think it called? Using the Anavars group, uh, the um... no, not that one. Okay. I, I but that one too. Yes, there is that one. There's also the, the like the terrorist attack card. But no, I was thinking of the um. Oh, it came out during like the Monday Night Wars era, you know, with the NWO all the time, and there was like a uh, was it the was, gang interference, gang, gang interference. Chart? Thank you, the gang interference chart. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, which is which is cool. So that's a great chart. Um. But yeah, Todd, what are some of your thoughts? Let's kind of start with the indie stuff. What are, what are your thoughts on some of the indie stuff? 
Yeah, so I mean, it, it definitely, it was interesting kind of, uh, you know, putting together the roster for that. I think we had a couple off the top that we knew we were going to include, you know, uh, Ty had signed, uh, uh, Zeke had signed most of the names in the set here. And uh, so I know like Velvet Sky, as soon as she was signed, we're like, okay, well, she's in the next set because we wanted to fill out the beautiful people team. Um, and then, you know, once uh, you know, Kenzie Page uh, beat, Camille to like end her like year and a half, two year reign or whatever. Like, okay, we should put the NWA women's champion to, in the set. I think that's a good idea. So I think she definitely made it, uh, you know, Taylor Wilde, you know, based on her, her background there. So those were like, you know, some big names that we want to include, you know, right off the bat. And then as we were kind of going through, uh, you know, Heidi Howitzer was one I want to include. That was one that we had our, you know, uh, we wanted to uh, bring her in a little while ago, uh, didn't, but just got her signed this year. So I was like, yeah, I thought just the look and whatnot, something unique would be good there. And then it was kind of going through, kind of picking out some last names. And, um, you know, we put in Ella Envy due to her uh your relationship with uh Kenzie Page, just kind of giving you a tag partner with option with her too, kind of building out that stable um sandra moon uh is someone that zeke's known uh was went to i think the high school he taught at so teaches at. so oh, nice. he's like nice. he's like can we, can we get her in there i'm like I, I think that's fine and she was i think pretty well ranked in this year's pwi 250 women so i was like yeah there's no problem whatsoever based on that you know so and then it was kind of coming down to the last couple of, uh women and and one that we did include i think the last name that we included was actually maddie renkowski and then as soon as we put her you know had her art done and the next thing we knew, I think she was, you know, spotted down at the PC in Orlando. We're like, oh, well, okay, I guess that's good timing. Good timing. Yeah, you know, that card there. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a good mix. Again, all these different women's sets, you know, we try to get a mix of uh, people from all different parts of the country, different uh, promotions they're representing. And I think we got a good good mix again with this with this set. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I, you know, and I think, um, there are there the the nice thing about the the ladies releases that we've had for indies this year on the whole is that there's been some really great names there's been some prime names there's been you know obviously a couple names in the deathmatch set and i just feel like we you know really added a lot to the overall scope and landscape of the the women's releases on the indie side of thing this year especially there's just been some really cool stuff that's come and uh, and and you know ending the year in this way i think was a fantastic uh, set Absolutely. Yeah. And as far as the prime names, you know, that would, they were all decided by polls that we had uh, the, the, the um, you know, Sizzling Against fans voting on that uh, right at the beginning of November, we had those polls up. And uh, I think we kind of thought for the most part that uh, people would probably go for uh, Deanna. And I think that was a pretty much our landslide one. We weren't sh quite sure on the other ones, uh, exactly where they go um yeah the, especially on the comedy character one so uh, when we were kind of coming up with like what polls we wanted to do we were like okay well we know we want to do like one male one female and probably in updates because we don't do get a chance to do too many updates and then when it kind of came to the third one i'm like you know i'd really love to, you know i think zeke had uh, mentioned a couple of names he had signed i'm like what if we do a comedy character i mean obviously i'm for that but mm -hmm. uh, you know <laughs> more than anybody but i thought you know we'd give a couple options and i think like everyone was like man it was a i think that was the toughest decision for everybody myself included i think the other two names 
where the invisible man which of course a lot of people are like yeah i gotta see what the stats on that would actually be because you know that that's a weird one and then santana jackson which is uh quite a unique character there but uh i wouldn't be surprised if we if either one of those make it into a, a future uh you know future release i think he's uh Zig's already got the, some of the stats worked out, especially the Invisible Man, which I'm like is, is a weird one, but uh, <laughs> oh boy. but is 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 good. So yeah, well, I, I think that that's the nice thing is it, it, you know there's always opportunities. So if a name doesn't get selected in one of these polls, it doesn't mean that you won't see them you know later on down the road. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Tara Calloway was in last year's poll. She didn't she didn't win, but you know what? She was in uh, when we did the death match set this year. She it was a perfect fit for that. So yeah, with the prime. Absolutely. Well, I think it speaks. It speaks to a lot of. I mean, forget if we even have a poll. We have lots of guys we sign or girls we sign who you know we don't get in the game right away. I mean, Andrew Anderson's a great example. Yeah, uh, he, he loved. He wanted to be in the game so bad he signed twice. There you go. <laughs> not, the, not the first time that's happened. So. Yeah, right, well, no, that was Tom. Tom wasn't sure if he was signed when he said he wanted to be in it. So he said, "Well, you know, can you sign this?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." But he had already signed actually in yeah. eighteen, I think it was. So to, he he was our oldest living prospect, I think, for for a game card. So nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, for those wondering, you know, what, you know we got to get guys in. Andrew Anderson was one I definitely wanted to get in. He's a good guy. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, you you know, and and the the nice thing is, is that Prime in particular, I think, has been, um, you know, again, just stellar this year with a lot of really great names. And I know that I had seen some comments about like the Legends Prime uh, release for this quarter. It, you know, people not being as thrilled with it. But the truth of the matter is, if you go back and you just look at the year as a whole, this has been, I, I mean, an incredible year. Well, I, I, if I can stop you there for a second, Sam, though, I, I think that there were a couple of people who weren't happy. I don't think it was a large volume of people who weren't happy with it, but there were a few and, and they were pretty vocal about it, to be fair. And, you know, I think once they understood the thought process behind it, I think they, most of them were cool with it. Like, you know, that, that, you know, obviously Mark Lewin, I know a lot of people want him. Yeah. A lot of people. Of course. Want him. I don't know how the hell, heck to get in touch with a guy. I mean, yeah. the only person, from what I understand, who knows how to get in touch with him is Kevin Sullivan, and he ain't talking. So, <laughs> right. You know, so... It, we heard he's out in the woods somewhere. We don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I, I, you know, I and you, you never know, right? With re Wrestling's a fun world, because you never know when somebody's really telling you the truth, or whether sure. it's kayfabe, right? You know, they're, they're keeping their you know story. But, from what I understand, Sullivan's the only person I'm aware of who, who I've you know know who supposedly knows where he is and he ain't talking yeah he, he's not gonna give it up and so i'm sure there's somebody else who can find him but he ain't whoever that is ain't admitting to it and telling us well so you, we're not getting him right you know it, it, but here's the other thing and this is kind of the challenge that i throw out to people it's like look legends uh, serves as an incredible like tribute and way to honor the history and the legacy of so much talent in this business. There's no doubt about that. And as you yourself have said on many occasions, Mike, we want everybody. But from a promoter's point of view, this is my challenge. You don't need Mark Lewin to have purple haze. Correct. And you don't even you don't even need Anderson because the thing is, the thing that's lovely about this game, and especially the thing that was lovely about Kevin Sullivan's Army of Darkness, make an angle, bring somebody else in. Make it somebody else. Make it your own. Put your own army of darkness together. You don't need any of these names. You don't need Maha Singh. You don't need, no, you know, but, you could but, do but it I think that a lot of people, But I think a lot of people are using, I mean, what I think some people didn't realize was that Anderson was doing that gimmick with Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Sure. 
right? right. And, and, and so I think that in some ways, the, the great thing about the game is education. Absolutely. You know, we, we we learn things all the time. But I mean, we could have done Siberian Tiger, uh, Andrew Anderson. We could have done the Reinforcer. We could have, I mean, like he's got a couple different gimmicks he's done over the years that we could have done. This one, you know, another thing, and I'll just say this. People say, well, that didn't fit with the, the, the set. Because he wasn't a territorial star. We never said it was an extension of the set. We said it tied in with the set. Right? Sure. And, and so, you know, we had Kevin Sullivan in the main set. And Purple Haze, the, you know, definitely ties in to that set. Right? Now, it's not the Purple Haze maybe some people preferred. But it's the it's a Purple Haze. To, yeah. To use Chad's phraseology on that. Right, right. I, you know, the, the thing is, is it's like a, a, for a game that a, you know, one of the things that it was literally set out to do is inspire creativity, and yep. I think that you know, legends can do that just as well as any game line. And again, I understand the desire for people to kind of recreate certain things to a T, and that's great. And there are a lot of awesome toys that you can play with in Legends. It's an embarrassment of riches. However, there are indeed some names, some gaps that are you know that are that exist, and I just think that instead of especially if it's it's a name that's being released, right? Like you've got somebody new coming down the pipeline instead of turning up your nose at that or scratching your head at it too hard. I would just say, you know, use it or not use it. That's your prerogative, but find it, find a different way to, 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 to make that angle, find a different way to make that fit, create your own Mark Lewin card. There's so many other options. And I just think that the, the tone of the conversation, sometimes I think people kind of forget that there are real people working, giving their time, giving their effort to do these sets. And, and I think that the tone of the discussion sometimes kind of occurs without realizing that those same people are reading those discussions taking part in that fandom are a part of that fandom and i just think that maybe you could be a little kinder about saying certain things you could have a little bit more awareness of what you're saying and how it might come off and how people might take that because quite frankly it's easy for people's feelings to get a little bruised it's easy for people to kind of just be like well but you're missing the point, you know? And so I just think that have a little bit, a little bit of an awareness, a little bit of more, you know, compassion and understanding when you're making these statements, because sometimes it's easy to misread that tone, especially in, in, well, I, I think you just said it. it's, it's the, it's the tone that can be misread. Right. I mean, and that's what you have to be concerned with, but I, I'll just say this. I think that, you know, sort of taking a different tact on this, the legends team is awesome. They do a great job. Um, you know, they proposed putting Anderson into this one, you know, and I, you know, I agreed with it and, you know, recommended it to Tom and Tom approved it. I think that they do a great job. And I think that, you know, I think some of it's just the passion of fans, Sam, you know, and, and, and everybody's so I'm tired of giving people a pass. I'm no, sorry. No, I know, I know, I know, but, but, but I, know. I, I, I think that I'll take, I think, to your point, I think we need to channel our passion properly, right? Yes, I think absolutely. That's, I, you know, and, and so to me, I I appreciate the passion. I don't want to like discourage the passion, of but, course. but to your point, we got to be careful about how we challenge it. But the legends guys, they work their butts off, and if there's like seriously, we put out fifty one cards this cycle. You know, I think over the course of the year, it's a massive amount of cards. I know. I mean, trust me, I know. <laughs> More than anyone else, I know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but but you but you 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 add it together, and we had another what twenty four prime cards that we did. We did 
How many GWF cards did we do this cycle? Uh, cycle two. Uh, we... Oh, the the oh the, the, the this last twenty one thirty nine. Oh, 2139 yeah was uh i think it was 11 this one right so yeah. so we did we, i mean as we start to add this up we did over 100 cards this year oh yeah easily. right clearly yeah. over 100 cards easily so it, let's just pretend for a moment that the purple haze we really shouldn't have done okay let's pretend like <laughs> take that argument <laughs> Which I don't believe, by the way. I'm just, this is just a, I'm conceding it for the point of the argument. So we, we missed on less than 1% of all the cards we did this year. That ain't bad. I mean, you, you want to talk about like numbers and stats and like, that's pretty darn good. And, Absolutely. And so like, if we, we're going to miss, we're going to make mistakes, folks. I'm not going to lie. Like, mm -hmm. I, every time I look at these cards after they're printed, I'm like, oh. I'm, I agonize over it. I don't think anybody knows that. I look at these cards after they're printed and it drives me nuts. Some of the things are like, oh, we could have done this. We could have done that. But that doesn't take away from all the hard work, all the great stuff people do. Mm -hmm. and, and the fact that we've got all these uh, on the you know legends and indie side, all these great, talented people who want to be part of our game and putting them in our game is just so cool. And all this is so cool. And yeah, to your point, Sam, let's meet. We can disagree. We can be unhappy with certain things, but let's channel it the right way. Yeah, right? just be, be kind. Be cool. You know? Be good to each other. Exactly. Cool. Ichiban. Ichiban. Uh, so moving on, uh, let's go ahead. Be cool, right? Do... Isn't that supposed to be the whole theme? That's yeah. right. That's right. Be cool. Be cool. Um, but but moving moving on, let's go ahead and talk uh, a, a little bit about the year in review. Um, I think that, you know, this is a perfect segue because obviously you were talking about the sheer number of cards that have been released. Um, the, you know, the, the number of sets, uh, I mean, everything has seen attention this year, obviously champions of the galaxy legends, indies, um, in some really fantastic ways. Um, you know, again, we're going to be talking legends over on, uh, on uncharted territory this week. So I don't feel the need to, uh, you know, say too much and we're going to be talking about our favorite cards. So I don't necessarily want to do that, but I'll just offer a broad overview for me personally. I thought that this was another excellent year for legends. I loved getting another legendary ladies set. I thought the hall of fame set was great. And I love this most recent set. Um, <clears throat> I love the fact that, you know, I've seen a couple of people, you know, using these new cards and literally just starting like a Florida territory or a Florida-esque yeah. territory with just this set alone, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I love when, when people get the opportunity to do that or inspired that way by the sets. So I think it's been an awesome year for legends. I think legends prime has had some incredible names. I will say one name just because it's one of my favorite names of the year. And I feel like if I do a year in review on roll up without saying it, I, I would just be betraying the whole concept of truth and honesty. And that's bad news, Alan. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in prime. I mean, flipping awesome. So super excited about that. Um, you guys want to give a, a brief uh, a thought on legends before we do the whole shebang on uh, UT later? Uh, Mike, I'll start with you. Well, I mean, first off, Bad News Allen is a, I mean, that that's a pretty darn good card. I mean, like, like I was, he was one of those guys I always wanted, like sort of the bucket list guys. And the fact that we got him was so awesome but you know at the same time i mean if i look at like 
TNT four, right? Mm-hmm. Getting Nikita, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he was at the top of a lot of people's bucket list. You had Paul, you know, Mister Wonderful Paul Orndorff. I mean, yeah. amazing. Um, Jim Ross. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, that, wow, right. right? I mean, legend. Like, I think Jim Ross. You know that that's a pretty fair description of him. Um, and you go into just the the set we just released. I mean, you got Hiro Matsuda, you got Eddie Graham. I never thought we'd get Eddie Graham. Yeah, like ever. Like I could just say that right straight up. Like, didn't think there was ever a chance we were going to get him. Um, you know, based on some things I'd heard from folks, and you know, and then but and then to get Wahoo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, and, and and that's, and, you know, and then you look at some of the other, like, quote unquote, lower down the card guys, like Rip Rogers, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, like, you're like, wow, that's a really cool character. I mean, that dude had charisma. That dude had it, right? Yeah. And Bobby you, Shane in color. Bobby Shane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just talking about the new guys. Then you go into the guys right, you, right. Before. you got the one man gang. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, like, you know, Kevin Sullivan, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, I know, people. right? My gosh. You know, asking for that for a while. You know, I mean, like, yeah. but, you know, I mean, it's just so many good. So, I mean, you know, e- I mean, even going back to the um, TNT set, I mean, you know, the great Malenko, you know, I think somebody people didn't know as much about maybe, but they should have, right? You know, some vintage guys like Farmer Burns, is, you know, Stanislaus Zabisco. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just really cool stuff i mean it was a great year legends was fantastic this year yeah, yeah i mean and you were even not even getting into legendary ladies then too right yeah, right. jody lawler luna vachon i mean, that, that, I mean like, those are huge names yeah, like uh, those... Mark. i mean like i mean just yeah. you know i mean yeah i mean huge i mean you're right i i didn't even mention any of them i mean it's it just i to me it was it was a great legends year yeah yeah i mean without a doubt completely completely agree um todd anything else you want to add to todd to bring us back on task there right (laughs) anything anything else you want to add uh, about legends todd um i mean i think we hit on on so much there i think um yeah just uh yeah i mean starting out i mean i'm glad we were able to do another lady set there especially again once we had uh, Joni there it was like okay we definitely need to do this uh so yeah i was glad we you know we i think it was like two years where we didn't have a Lady set there, but it was it was the right time to do it this year. Um, you know, TNT is always the best. I'm glad we got to do that Florida kind of like Florida heavy set. That's one we've been talking about for quite a while. Other things have kind of come in that that have kind of taken precedence, but I think uh, you know this this year was the right time. And then yeah, and, and Legends Prime, yet yeah, maybe didn't have as many heavy hitters as last year, but man, it was a really fun set. Like Nord mm-hmm. the Barbarian in yeah. there too. And I mean, we kicked it off great with Nord and and Bad News. I mean, those I mean, those are probably my two highlights from the year there, but uh with 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 Prime. But even there, I think we got in a lot of other guys that people were were asking about and, and ones that made a lot of sense that fit. I in. mean, I mean, we had the Simones in there. We had um, yeah. I mean Golden Boy Danny spy which i know a lot of yeah. people wanted when we did you know the other day yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a lot of people wanted that one i mean we had um uh who, who else lord zoltan yeah right? mm-hmm. that, that was another one people wanted and we you know i mean i mean it's it was a good year 
Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic here. No, I, I I totally agree. Um, and I think the same could be said of of, of the indie side of things. You know, I think uh, kicking things off with Best of the Indies 2023, just some incredible names in that set. You know, you Richard Holiday, Starboard Charlie, Michael Oku. I mean, it was a great set. Not to mention Alan Angels, Aramis. I mean, it, it was just a fantastic set. Um, a lot of variety. And I think you know, even looking at the cards themselves and and, and seeing some of the stuff that Zeke did as far as stats and you know some of the some of the little mechanics here or there it was just it was a great set and a great way to kick things off for indies um you know and 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 then on the prime side of things um yeah it, again another another great year and, and we're getting names like colby carino in there and chris harris and elijah burke and you know it was just it, i i think starting off so strong you almost have to wonder it's like well, where do we go from here and the wonderful thing is, is we get another deathmatch set mm -hmm. and you know the deathmatch set in 2021 i know a lot of people really love i know deathmatch stuff isn't for everybody but the set itself was really cool and i felt like this set you know was easily the equal of that if not surpassing it in some ways i mean just some incredible names and you know getting sawyer wreck getting you know names like uh, miedo extremo encyclopedia like i mean it was just really really great to see some of these names in the set and i've been excited about some of these names coming out for a while because zeke and i had been talking about them um you know, going back like a year or more. And and so for him, I know this was a set that he was really excited about getting to do and, and getting to have some of these names released. Um, so another, you know, I think just another great set. And then again, you know, looking at the prime side of things and seeing uh, some of the names that were released uh, in conjunction like Tara Calloway and Kennedy Copeland, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Marcus Crane, Reckon Boligurski, Jay Brad. I mean, there's just so many great names that were coming out. Uh, O'Shea Edwards. Um, so, so a lot of great names on the on the prime side of things, Chris Edwards. Don't forget, about, uh, and you know, like I'm not sure Chris Edwards. Um, yeah, Chris Harris. Chris Harris. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know yeah. like being able to you know do that tag team now, right? right? Like you know, I mean, with James Storm. I mean, you've got, uh, I mean, Elijah Burke, another great one. Right. Yeah. I mean, lots of really. I mean, on the indie side, it was a good year too. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. No, it was fantastic. And then, you know, of course, we already talked about the ladies set. So, I mean, I think it was a really, really cool year for Indies Prime. It was proof positive that in spite of everything that the, the, the actual real life wrestling landscape and how it's changed and how Indies have certainly been viewed, I think. And, you know, it was so it's so funny because I think going into the pandemic, you know, the indie scene was was really strong and AEW was kind of feeding off of it in some ways, but also kind of giving back to it, even in those early days of AEW, because they were able to kind of like, you know, show case people and then send them back out to the indies and they were able to kind of be like oh i saw that guy on aew and now they meant a little bit more and then going into the pandemic obviously things kind of slowed down and you were kind of like what's going to happen with some of these indies what's going to you know how how are things going to come out and then of course coming out of the pandemic the indies were really strong again people wanted to get back out there they wanted to see live wrestling i do feel like overall the indies have kind of they're experiencing this weird sort of cooling period where you've got a lot of names that are that have been signed to aew that aren't necessarily working the indies as much anymore because they've changed the way that they do contracts and they changed the way that people are allowed to kind of go out and do stuff. Um, and that's fine. I, I get it, you know, but you've got talent being soaked up by ROH. You've got, you know, talent being soaked up by NXT to a degree, although less than, you know, had been, of course, traditionally uh, seven, eight years ago or so. So it, it, I think the, the landscape is interesting. However, I think what we're able to do with these sets and what these indie sets are able to do is to remind us of how healthy the indies are, how there's incredible talent that's out there that's still forging their own path and hopefully finding their way to bigger organizations, you know, sooner or later. But um, 
yeah, these sets kind of tend to be a great reminder of that. And of course, I don't want to give short shrift because we also had a, a another Impact Pro Wrestling set as well. And that Impact Pro Wrestling set was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, T.S. Aggressor, I'm, I've actually been in a chop battle with him. Um, <laughs> and lived to tell the tale. I did. I, did. Um, I, was, I was there for the, that bar night, right? <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was good. I'll just say it was a stalemate. Yeah, I think the awesome thing, too, is is about that impact set is that anybody that knows anything about impact pro wrestling, like having Bryce Jordan was probably enough. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Right. Adding in the Hale twins. And it's just sort of like it's a no brainer, like three names alone. And you're just sort of like, yeah, that's it. So I think that the great thing is, is you've got those three like current names that people who are familiar with impact uh, are are absolutely going to gravitate towards. And then, you know, as you mentioned, like TS aggressor, we got some, you know, we got kind of like some, some legends of, of impact pro wrestling and like names like Johnny fitness, Mr. Destiny and Brent Fillmore. And and so I think it was really cool to be able to have uh, this, this, impact pro wrestling set complement the first set so well kind of broaden out those ranks if you're running kind of you know something that's a little bit strictly more ipw and, and you know bringing in other names to kind of fill things out and now you've got some really great names to to kind of continue that and and you know and obviously having the golden boys is is huge because i think that you can't have you can't have impact pro wrestling without bryce jordan uh, <laughs> so great great year for the indies um todd anything that you want to add to that yeah, so I think overall with my thing with the Indies this year is I think it was great that we were able to like combine some concepts this year together in some of the sets there. So like you mentioned like the IPW having like some of the mod, you know, modern or kind of upcoming stars in IPW along with those legends. And I think within the deathmatch set, we were able to kind of, you know, I think the last one was much more focused on like single males, you know, in the deathmatch scene. Whereas this one, we, you know, we added to that, but then we also had like, a deathmatch you know tag team and then some of like the, the top women stars in there too and kind of flushing out that whole genre a little bit and so you know i think kind of like that idea within that set of kind of having you know not just a you know straight one type of thing that you can have a couple different kind of sub styles within there as well so i really like how we were able to do that with some of our kind of beyond the the best of men's and women's which i guess is a little bit uh a little bit more like how we how we typically do those, but the, at least the other sets, I think uh, we were able to get some uh, some good different aspects in there. That's a great point. Uh, that's that's an excellent point, and I think that like even the you know deathmatch set is, is is an example of that too, with the way that you've combined talent that you know represent. Uh, you know, you've got some lucha wrestlers in there. You've got uh, wrestlers who you know do deathmatch stuff, but they're also a little bit more mainstream. So I, I think mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that's a really excellent point, and 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 just a, a wonderful testament to kind of what the indies line can do in general. Um, yeah, that's 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 excellent. Um, so let's let's move on to you know what what brought us all here in the first place, or most of us, obviously, if you you know have been a fan of this game longer than twenty five years or so. Um, and that is of course Champions of the Galaxy. This was uh, another excellent year for COTG releases. We had a Future Shock release. We had the aforementioned Early Classics release, and of course we also had the GWF. 2139 release the continuing story of origins um some amazing prime releases um you know we obviously we talked about future shock a, a bit on the, on the pod before uh you know having mike here makes it pretty easy to do i love future shock i love you know where things went in 2118 um 
you know, getting getting characters like you know Vagabond Warrior and 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 seeing you know some of the the prime cards like uh, um, you know with Darkest Justice and and seeing like uh, uh, the the evolution of the boys from Murgatroyd and like just kind of getting like uh, 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 yeah just just some excellent names and of course you know my personal favorite probably being P12 uh, don't dare call him Thunder and uh, uh, <laughs> I, you know so that was an excellent set um, but for me personally I think one of the coolest things that happened this year when it came to um, COTG related cards are the arena cards getting those official arena cards was just i think just an incredible kind of step in the evolution of not only cotg but phil singer games in general obviously fan made uh arena cards have been around for a while and 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 there have been some excellent ones that have been made um you know grant obviously has made a few that have been fantastic um but to see official cards for the central palladium for you know for demos to see that and actually like have those representing uh, uh you know kind of alternate paths that you can take as far as adding an extra layer extra rule set or something like that was so cool and of course the artwork itself amazing um and, and i just think that it it's it's uh it speaks to the 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 overall evolution of the game and just how you know anything that you can kind of imagine anything that you can think up that could be related to the game is absolutely a possibility and not just in a bootleg capacity but potentially in an official capacity as well so huge fan of those cards think they added so much and i'm, I'm glad that we have them um obviously origins was super cool uh got to see some surprising comebacks like kraken and nexus um got to see uh, uh some new names coming in uh, the evolution of that storyline continuing um and uh, yeah i I, you know, I think tom continues to do some really interesting stuff um you know telling these stories and you know obviously everything that's been going on with the aetherans and um um I, I, I yeah i look forward to to what's next obviously um and again just on the cards alone i mean seeing seeing like apex and Nosfera and then Kinji coming back and then you know the the evolution of, of Showstopper and it, just a lot of really cool stuff um in in Origins overall um Mike thoughts on COTG this year well um a couple of things one is I guess a couple of cards you left out that you didn't mention were the foil card for Apex yep. and the black and white for Kraken totally uh, which I think were really cool like really cool to do and really i think everybody loved them for different reasons right you had sort of something new with with the apex foil card and then you had something old school with the crocken card that was black and white um and and daryl's art really shows up well black and white so i think that was another like key thing with it for sure um, yeah you know one thing i'll say about cotg you know you referenced future shock you know i know some people are like i was talking to some people like well i, I don't want to turn in my results yet because I'm not finished. Well, that's okay. Email them in. What we're going to do is take your latest email when we actually count it for real, whenever we get to the deadline. But it would be helpful to me as I'm trying to figure out what we're writing and <laughs> put it in. I mean, right now I have a good idea of who's winning, but I think there's enough people out there who haven't submitted their results yet that this isn't like the old days where you got one ballot in the mail from Tom and you had to submit it via paper, snail mail. And, you know, I, I, I can update your email, folks. <laughs> right 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 you know feel free to put them in because i really do want to see them from folks and like i have people telling me about their results but not emailing them in i'm like just email them in it's okay <laughs> it's good 
Just um, email them in, folks. Just email yeah, no, them. I mean, but but I think you know, there's some definitely some interesting stuff. Um, you know, I mean, Future Shock. I mean, P12 is a cool one. Vagabond Warriors, another cool one that we got. Scorched mm-hmm. Earth. I mean, like, well, I, I don't want to talk too much about um, Future Shock because I think everybody knows I love it. Um, you know, GWF. I mean, some real interesting stuff going on with the GWF this year. Um, you know, I thought. You know, Crockett coming back is probably was the biggest surprise to people. Um, but he did some really interesting stuff with characters, Quagmires, Showstopper, um, the Sphera coming back. I mean, Purge, you know, you know, having, you know, a female from that race was something we didn't know would happen. Burning Man coming back from, you know, sort of, I'll just say mid-card obscurity to being in a main event feud. You know whether his cards main event or not, that's up to everybody else to decide. But but his feud is certainly main event caliber there, right? With the Titans, so I mean it, it's um, I think it's you know it's been a great year all the way. All three product lines, I think, have had some great cards come out. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And uh, y- you know, the neat thing is is that we haven't even talked about. We'll talk about this in a minute because I want to get Todd's uh, uh, you know, view on on COTG related stuff. But we haven't even talked about the exclusive cards for for the cons. So um, that'll be fun to do. Um, but before we do that, Todd, do you want to talk a little bit about you, you know your kind of overview of the year and review of uh, COTG cards? Yeah, I mean, a, a really fun year. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Future Shock is probably the, the the set that I've been playing the most uh, uh, recently, and uh, to get another expansion of that, uh, I was very much looking forward to that. I haven't played as much this year, but uh, I'm looking to, to. That's why I haven't got sent you an email, Mike. Uh, I will send you an email. What, what is <laughs> what is that email address, by the way? I, I meant to ask you. I think it's sudden death at philsingergames.com. I believe no it spaces, is. Yeah. No spaces in there, just sudden death. Just sudden death, yeah. So yeah, send, send your results. Send your results. Uh, but you can uh, get Dalton to say that on the podcast. That's me. right. Let's get him to do that. Get him to work that in every time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think another fun thing just when it came to COTG Prime was to have some GWF cards back in there again. It had been a number of years. I, I know Tom at first was kind of iffy on the, the concept. And I think this year embraced it a little more and kind of saw like, oh, you know, these are some other things that, yeah, that, that fit in well. Six. We got six. The, we got six. GWF this year. Yeah. <laughs> I got six of them and they were great. Yeah. And I think they all fit like just, they're, they're, are they essential? Eh, maybe not, but like they definitely are very cool things to add to your Fed. So I, I think that's exactly what we were hoping to have as part of the COGG. And I'm glad that this year that that the GWF is very well represented, in it, and I hope that continues in the future. Spoiler alert: I, I think the, the good chance there's going to be GWF cards in 2024. Good, good. <laughs> so, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil that. Right now. <laughs> Excellent. No, that's good to hear because I know I, I first year the first year where we 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 hoped that was going to be and it was kind of like ah it's a tough sell and I, I'm glad that now now I think Tom Tom's on board and can and, and sees and I like some of the things he experimented with there this year. So, um, but yeah, overall, I mean, in the end, early classics is is finally here, and I'm so so glad about it. This is something I've yeah I, I know Mike's been talking about, but I, I've been pitching at the time for a number of years. I'm like, I think this is going to be like your most popular COTG set that you could possibly do. Like this is like what think people this fits for people who 
uh play the modern times that like hey let's find out more about the early history this is something for people who are old school players that they want to to, to see you know th- this this play out this is for new players uh, or people who are in the you know, legends players labs well well labs players, well, players are also people who are legends only players right. too they're like oh yeah let me this is a cool place to start then let, let me be part of something where you know i'm part of something that's kind of starting up it's the early history of it but now a lot of people are on the same playing field with it i don't feel maybe i'm I'm lost with some of the the newer stuff there and i think it hits so many different people that 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 can get something out of it and 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 so far i think the response has been really great and we've gotten uh you know i think people have picked up that that fit all those different categories and and i'm so so happy that that it's finally there and i'm looking forward to seeing it uh continue in in the future I, i don't know exactly how many editions it'll be you know i think we'll probably put a couple couple years together is kind of the idea it won't just be 2076 coming out as the next one but uh i don't know who knows it, i don't it know i mean, change. I, yeah. I, I don't know how, uh, it, it, it could it could be you know instead of, who, who knows at this point guy, I, 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 I stone, but. the big guy hasn't said how many he wants so we'll, yeah, we'll there see go. where we all go right. all right so we'll <laughs> see we'll see but no, I think overall I've been really I'm really happy with it, and uh, yeah, and I think also just you know some cool as you kind of mentioned, Sam, some cool con exclusives too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the con exclusives this year um, gave us some some really great stuff. I mean, kicking off the year uh, with the perennial, um, we got the Sifa Fatu, Tom Rocky Stone, the Trisis Time card, uh, you know, for Future Shock. I mean. Pretty, pretty incredible, um, I think, to to be able to kick off the, uh, uh, you know, con exclusive release with, you know, with with some of those names, Uh, you know, I mean, it's not often um, that we know that we release cards that uh uh, of folks that have such a a national spotlight on them at the time if you will Mm -hmm. um you know solo sakoa obviously in in wwe with the bloodline angle you know just huge and he's been you know frankly he's been kind of in the mix and 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 who knows where you know he's going to go next uh, as as the storyline evolves and such but um i think that uh that was that was kind of a, a a coup quite frankly in some ways because we hadn't been releasing cards uh of that nature um and as a con exclusive it was perfect um the trisis time card you know i i love interview cards and and i think you know bringing trisis to future shock obviously was a no brainer it was really awesome you know tom rocky stone to have another enhancement name um for legends I mean, hell yeah. Uh, you know, mentioned the Central Palladium already, but Road to Galacticon also brought us Nikita Bresnikov, which was great to see that in color. Um, and he made an appearance there, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and the Galacticon exclusives, we got a Jimmy Valiant, you know, kind of heel, Memphis heel persona. We got a, a Troy Peterson promoter card. That's uh, right. <laughs> Impact Pro Wrestling, uh, which is, yeah, which is an awesome card. Um I had a lot of fun with that one. I yeah. will fully admit that. <laughs> I, I loved it. I mean, when you, I remember when you sent like uh, the, the, you know, not necessarily the final draft, but the draft that was kind of before final. And I, I was just like, this is great. I can't wait to use this. Uh, at that particular point in time, I think it did have the thing where every match on the card was a cage match, um, yes. <laughs> which, 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 which would have been fun. Uh, but then Chad was like, well, it's not every match. It's just that we get a, you know, we get the cage in there. And um, I know there was multiple cage matches on the card, which is, is still, 
still not always a thing. But I remember the, there was one he promoted that multiple cage matches. I didn't realize how many there were. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we kind of also had that special edition card for Bob Cook, uh, which is not necessarily a con exclusive, but certainly kind of an outlier amongst the the other cards. So, um, yeah, just, I mean, a great year of releases once again. And I think it's easy to kind of look back and, and see some of the highlights, um, you know, without any short shrift given to any other sets, but to see some of the highlights as being early classics, to see that TNT set as usual, you know, just really bring in the goods. And so I think, you know, when you've got two sets like that and then you've also got Origins and you've also got Future Shock. You've got the latest Legends set. You got the Legendary Ladies, not to mention all the indie stuff that we talked about. Uh, it was just another incredible year for Phil Singer Games. And it, it leaves me asking my favorite question, which is what's next? So uh, I, I can't wait to I can't wait to see. Uh, Mike, do you want to tease anything? Uh, let's see. <laughs> no. I don't. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, we're going to have another GWF set. We're going to have two GWF sets next year. How about that? All right, then. Modern and early classics. I'm not. Um, Well, uh, I think what's next for roll up is it's, it's, it's time. It's time in a way for the main event of the evening. Because <laughs> we're actually going to have a match right here on roll up it's been a long time coming this to me is the real reason to celebrate 100 episodes of roll up it has been in process now for what like eight months since uh, the beginning of the year uh that yes, long definitely. yeah yeah when did you start when did you well I, I kicked it off at the beginning of the year with the idea to finish it at galacticon well i got it down to the final 32 there and Galacticon weekend was crazy, to say the least. You think? <laughs> it's a little busy. It's a little busy. But I will, before we get to the finals, let me, if it's okay, I'm going to run down very quickly all the matches in, in the knockout rounds here. So let me go through. So just as a reminder for those who maybe weren't following all along, we did start out with uh, 16 groups of four. Uh, so it's kind of World Cup style. We had round robins within each. Top two went into the, the knockout rounds. So uh, let's see the first round and the knockout. And then they were kind of kind of split amongst there. The 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 first place guy from uh, versus the second place guy from another bracket is kind of how it all worked out. But here is the final thirty-two. Uh, we had Sergeant Slaughter defeating Sputnik Monroe. With a throat drop on the top rope, Sputnik was the top uh, seed coming out of the Memphis bracket. He uh, he did not uh, make it past the first round here of the knockout. Damn! Great, great Gamma <laughs> uh, was the winner of our classics bracket. There, he defeated Stan Hansen with the Gamma throw. Uh, just kind of keeping rolling along there. We had, I think. Probably one of the one of the bigger upsets here. Although there's a couple upsets in this knockout round. I'll say we had. Uh, Conan defeating Lou Thez with the Niagara driver. Wow. Yes. I wow. was shocked that Conan took out Thez, but he did. I don't care what other upsets happen in here. There isn't a bigger upset. That's a big upset. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. There's some other interesting ones, but I think that that's the number one. Um, big Van Vader defeated Ted DiBiase with the Vader bomb. Uh, here's another one, slight, not not quite as big an upset, but uh, Rob Van Dam beat Nick Bockwinkle with the five star frog splash. 
um dq's word play i think in this 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 point i think later on i did make a no dq but i think they were available here and he did not get dq right. R- randy savage defeated Ilya DePaulo. that must have been booked in philly by the way oh yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh randy savage defeated Ilya DePaulo with the flying elbow smash uh another slight uh d- d- upset here adrian adonis pinned Antonio Inoki after a DDT. Oh, so this was the the uh, main set card, not the prime card. This is not adorable. Uh, not no, this is adorable. This is adorable. So adorable, adorable wow. Adrian beat Antonio Inoki. Yes, that oh, was that was a big right. upset. Johnny Valentine beat Angelo Mosco with the Atomic Skull Crusher. Uh, bottom half of the bracket, we had Kurt Angle submitted Austin Idol with the ankle lock. Bruiser Brody beat Ed Stringer Lewis with the jumping knee drop. We had Don Leo Jonathan advancing over Vampiro with the rolling backsplash. Andre the Giant, uh, who did come in second in his bracket, uh, uh, he did defeat Magnum TA with a sit down splash. Uh, Nord the Barbarian got a win in the knockout round. He took out Shane Douglas with the leg drop. Antonio Rocca uh, beat Fit Finley with the Argentine backbreaker. Baron Von Raschke defeated Adrian Street with the brain claw. And Wildfire Tommy Rich used the Wildfire Sleeper to eliminate Harley Race. So no race, no no Bach, uh, no Bach, no, no Thez. Thez. Wow. Yeah. All out, all out. All right, second round. Uh, Great Gama continued his run with the Gama throw, took out Sergeant Slaughter. We had Big Van Bader did uh, take out the Cinderella run of Conan with the release uh, driver bomb, or or, sorry, release power bomb. Uh, The high flyer match here, Rob Van Dam pinned Macho Man Randy Savage with the five-star frog splash. Yeah. Uh, Adorable Adrian Adonis does it again. He takes out Johnny Valentine with the goodnight Irene. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's a, I mean, that's, wow. All right. All right. That's a big, that's not an insignificant upset. No. No, no, not at all. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bruiser Brody uh, beat uh, Kurt Angle with a jumping knee drop. So no Kurt. Yeah. Like, not a that. huge upset. It's no. not. Yeah, yeah. Not it's a not a huge upset. upset. Uh, we got a battle of the big men here. Andre the Giant defeats Don Leo Jonathan with a big splash. Uh, Antonio Rocca defeats Nord the Barbarian with the Argentine Backbreaker. And Wildfire Tommy Rich uses the Wildfire Sleeper to take out the Baron, Baron Von Raschke. Nice. All right. All right. So now we're on to our quarterfinals. Uh, Big Van matchup here. Big Van Vader is eliminated from the tournament by the Great Gamma, who wins yet again with the Gamma throw. Continues that run. The Adrian Adonis upset train continues. He took out Rob Van Dam this time. Wow. Good night, Irene. So, yeah. I, go, Adonis. Adorable Adrian continues I mean, it again. Yeah. Uh, Andre the Giant uh, beats Bruiser Brody with the big splash. And then Tommy Wildfire Rich defeats Antonio Rocco with a Fez press. 
That brings us to our semifinals, where the great Gama finally ends the run of Adrian Adonis. Adrian did put up a fight, but it was not enough to beat out the Gama throw. And the other semifinal, Andre the Giant uh, defeats Tommy Rich with the big splash, which brings us to our finals. Good to know that Nog beats the flower shop. Yes, the Nog beats the flower <laughs> shop. So it brings uh, us to our finals, which is Andre the Giant versus. Um, can I just? I, I just want to throw in real quick. Gama. I, I got to yes. be honest. I'm stoked for this for this Andre Great Gamma match. I am, but I got to be honest. I would have absolutely bought a ticket for Adrian Adonis versus Tommy Rich as this tournament final. Like, if I'm <laughs> that being been like, wild, that right? would have been. I would have loved that. Um, but no, Andre and Gamma makes sense. So. Yeah, let's uh let's do this. I can't wait. All right, so we got Andre and we got the we'll have to do a little video for this. A little, little you know, actually put something on the YouTube channel. Please don't. I, I didn't I didn't put any makeup for this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh does anyone want to oh Andre the Giants card's a little long here, but that's okay. We'll make it work. Um okay, so we're gonna start that's out. That's what the... she said. There you go. We're going to start out with the two rolls here. Uh, Andre with the roll of two, Great Gamma with the roll of nine. Gamma will start out. All right. Gamma with the fly slap and charge one. Andre oh. the Giant immediately Andre says, No, no. Nope, not going to happen. Big oh! boot to the face three. Oh, boy. <laughs> pin, pin, pin. Oh, uh, only a hurt two. Only a hurt two here. Uh, Andre throws him into the ropes. He is a B. Uh, opponent rolls on level two offense. So Andre's still on the offense here. Andre with the body scissors and lift two. That's only hurt. Headbutt three. He's got Wagama go down. He's down, but he oh. can leave. He's only a B, though. Oh, well. I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess guys, that those times didn't do as much there. Oh, we can get counted out. Count out. It is no disqualification, no count out in the final. So he's just going to okay. add one to his fatigue. Well, we'll just go with that. But Andre, on level three, with a body slam. Big body slam. That's only a hurt. Gama is not selling that. Nope, nope, nope. Bear hug. Oh, though. he locks in that bear hug. Just grinding. Oh, him and he gets down. a pin. All right, Snake Eyes will end it. Oh, he rolls a three. Oh, Andre just imposing his will on the great Gamma. Uh, so it's a choice G. Uh, so let's see. That is a power rating. Oh, he's not gonna do the uh, five or less for the jump stone. He's gonna do the yeah, you gotta go for that death jump jump. here. Let's see what's gonna happen now. Oh, Oh! he moved and Andre gets pinned. Yeah, that's that's one fatigue for Andre. So that's it there. Yep. All right, so Gamma uh, out of the ring. He's an A. Yeah, I guess yeah you got to roll up, man. Roll up. Roll up. The, the, roll up. the name of the podcast. podcast. <laughs> that is the podcast. We got to do that here. All right, Andre the Giant. Ooh. Andre One. no sells that palm strike. But only an arm crank. He's not not going to. Great Gamma turns it back around. All right, all right. A little seesaw action here. I see. I it. slap and charge. I don't think this is going to work out well for him. Oh, no. Dazed. That's, you get the only dazed on level one there. So, all right. Let's see if Gamma goes a little stronger here. Fireman's carry three agility. He's, Gamma he's has the agility. Yeah, he's got him. He can do that. That's a huge fireman's carry. That's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Does that really should be an agility move? I don't know, but yeah, yeah that's all right. <laughs> It's only a hurt two, though. 
Uh, and double leg and slam three. Well, well, that should almost be like an agility check against cruiserweights only. Could be. Could be, mm-hmm. yeah. Another double um, leg and slam. Uh, he's only hurt. He's going back a double leg and slam here. Can he get Andre down? No, no. Andre is not selling anything for oh, Gama. Gut wrench gut throw. Gut wrench throw again. Yeah, another. Andre, though. He's not staying down. Hurt. All right, we got a uh, rope C. Uh, he is strong enough to throw Andre into the ropes. It's three negative three power. Andre is only a C rope rating. So let's see. Might as well give it a shot. See what happens here. Ooh, Andre oh, Andre uh, comes off with a flying shoulder tackle and takes over in level two with a C rating somehow. C rating. Oh, now he's throwing oh. that drop kick. Oh, Gama doesn't fall for that. Gama takes over in level two. Choice Holy E, so that chancery. is a roll of 10 or less here for the front chancery. And he gets a level three defense for Andre. Still hurt. He's not able to get him down. Actually, is there any downs on his? Uh, there's, there's one. one. Down. Yeah, there's a there's down. one down on there. Plus the pin. All right, so uh, into the ropes. Uh, see, again, he's going to throw him into the ropes to see if this comes out any better. Oh, yeah, a little bit better for him. A little bit time. better. Gama's on level two, so... And he throws him in again. Throws Let's see the third time's turn. No, oh! it is no. <laughs> Andre with the big comeback drops Oof. him. Rolling, Rolling on, on level, level three, three offense. Let's see what happens here. Sit down, Sit splash. down splash. Just and add one. one. All right. So it takes up to three. He's rolling on level three defense. He's only hurt. Oh. So right now, Gama's up to a four pin, and Andre just at the uh, one. He's got the one. You know, Andre's a little fatigued after all that uh, punishment he took from Gama. He's not really able to capitalize on that sit-down splash. And now Gama coming back with a shoulder tackle off the ropes, rolling on level two offense. Rolling front chancery again. Oh, barely makes it. Oh, yeah, he rolls a 10. But, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. So let's see what happens now, Andre. Only hurt, though. He's only hurt. Double leg takedown. All right, slowing things down a little bit perhaps here. Andre's hurting though. Again with the rolling front chancery. Oh, and he misses. Oh, he misses. Yeah, that rolls an 11. So Andre takes over on level two offense. Body scissors and lift. Epic match. Epic match between these two. Gama's only hurt. Andre's trying to press that advantage. Oh, big headbutt. Oh, and Gama's down. Gama is down. Can he get the big splash? No, he rolls out of the ring with a choice. I think he's got to throw him out, right? Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, he's he's fed up with him at this point, so, right? Yeah, no, I'm not dealing with that yet. Let's see here. Andre tosses it. Oh, and it's another. Well, there's no count out, so it's just no a count fatigue out, token. So he gets, a, gets a fatigue. So, he's up so now to... he's got four tokens. Gama's busted open at this point. Mm-hmm. And so Andre. Andre do... uh, he's going to roll the death jump. G, yeah. And right. yep, so he blasts him with the flying clothesline or whatever. Ooh. Oh, there it is, big splash. This Ooh. has got to be it. This yep. has got to be gotta it. Be it. It's so... a, we're looking at a ten. He's got to beat a ten. Oh wait, no, he's got to roll two dice first. I rolls a two or three. The oh, opponent right. does move. This did. I think this did happen at a con recently. Um, I guess I think against Randy Savage. If I'm not mistaken. He did miss it. So let's see. He oh, he, he hits, hits it. it. He hits, he hits it's a it. six. So Gamma's got to beat a ten. So Gamma's got to uh, beat a 10. Let's see. Can he do it? No. Oh. That's it. Oof. 
the Nog streak has ended. <laughs> yeah, Sagama did win uh, seven straight matches with the Gama throw. But Andre's just too much. He just said that's so that's a lot to throw around right there, I think. So, oh, yeah. yeah Andre but, with the with the big splash. Well, I mean, well, there was, you go. Obviously the, the pre-tournament favorite, I will say. Uh, but uh, he did have that one scare. He did lose the big John stud. And almost got knocked out by uh, King Kong Bundy, uh, but uh, was able to save himself at the end to make it the knockout round and then just kind of worked his way through that. But I think, you know, much smaller opponents there. He was in the big man bracket early on. But uh, congratulations to uh, Andre. He'll be drinking some nog along with his vino tonight. So there you go. <laughs> well, that ends the or, tournament. You know, and I'm very glad to have beers done that. or something. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun to do that. And I hope to do some more, uh, some more legends tournaments, uh, in, in, uh, 2024. Well, so I'll come up with a different format for that one. Maybe I, I have a tag team one actually all set nice. to go to. So maybe I'll run the tag team one next time. Well, I know something that we had talked about, you know, before in the, in the before times, uh, before our hiatus is that we wanted to do more matches on the show. We thought that mm-hmm. it would be fun to feature a match. So I think that, uh, this is absolutely, uh, um, you know, cause to do that again. So uh, I, I will, I will throw some video up of the, of the match rolling out because I don't necessarily know if our commentary would cut it for an audio only. Um, although obviously this will be included in the audio only version of the podcast, but I will, uh, I'll throw the, uh, the video up as well. So folks can take a look at the match as it was rolled out. Um, and, and, and again, yeah, we'll be doing this. We'll be doing this again in the future for sure. Uh, when that future is, I don't know. And we're not going to make any promises, but there will be a future. Um, not next week. Not nice. No, no, no. There will, there will, this would traditionally be the time of year when we would take off anyway. Uh, so don't expect anything from us until at least the second week of January. Um, but, uh, there will be something in January. Um, and yeah, there, there, there's definitely more to come from roll up. That's Mike with you guys. I mean, this is fun. It's good to be back. It is. Uh, Hopefully people enjoy the pod. I mean, you know, Hopefully they, they're still listening. They haven't given up on us. But, uh, yeah. but no, it, it's been nice hearing people want it back, and I'm glad we're able to give it to them. Absolutely. Anything else? Yeah, you know, good night to our friends on the Baltic. Beautiful. Todd, any last words? You're on mute. I am muted. Thank you. Uh, th- there is uh, one thing I will say of what's coming next from Phil Singer Games that I do know is happening, and that is the perennial is coming back. Yeah. Right? I was hoping so you were going to say that. We, we will be uh, coming back on January 27th. That is uh, the last Saturday of the month. It is uh, there is some rumbling going on that night down in Orlando. Uh, but, you know, join us early on during the day uh we have a you know our typical uh, virtual con fun this is kind of one of our big ones we will do our perennial cup there at the end and uh i think we got a couple you know some really cool uh virtual tournaments that we'll be able to do with all the new sets i think we'll definitely have an early classics tournament we'll definitely have something that's kind of focused on uh southern wrestling legends wrestling maybe a women's tournament maybe a deathmatch tournament i don't know we'll we'll figure that out as we get a little bit closer there but uh uh definitely looking forward to that and glad to to have another virtual con get together come january absolutely absolutely and uh you know i think uh 
I have a potential guest in mind for that. Oh. We should we should chat about that. See oh, if we, we can't we work should. that we out. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, the cons are always uh, just a joy. And you know, regardless of what's happening with the frequency of roll up, you know, you can rest assured that when it comes to you know the cons and when it comes to doing those sorts of things that. You know, obviously, you know, we're going to be there uh, until you hear otherwise. So, you know, in the meantime, you don't need to speculate as to whether or not we're still doing the thing and still, you know, still working behind the scenes, even if it might be a little bit less than it was a year ago, which is a good thing, quite frankly, for some of us um, uh, or more, which is also true for some of us. And uh, and I think that um, uh, we'll, you know, we'll be back, obviously, with roll up in some form, if not necessarily with the same frequency as it was you know, say a year ago. Um, but I look forward to the perennial. I look forward to playing some matches very, very soon. I was actually going to try and do that before the podcast tonight, but again, life happens. That's the theme. Uh, so I'll try and roll out some matches here real soon. And maybe the next time we get together, I'll have some stuff to talk about as well. And, uh, and we'll play another match, I'm sure. Um, and we'll have some other fun stuff going on. Some announcements, maybe some commentary on stuff, take a deeper dive on some of these sets and some of these cards. Um, but in the meantime, um, thank you so much for, for joining us, for waiting for us, for being here, for being a part of this community, all of you. And, you know, I appreciate the passion. I appreciate the fire. I appreciate uh, the, the the commentary. And, it, you know, obviously everyone is allowed to to disagree, to critique stuff. Everyone is allowed to not be happy all the time with everything that comes out. Everyone is allowed to feel the way that they need to feel. All I say is be kind, be cool. Remember, yeah, we're all in this together. Up. Hey, copyright infringement. Um, they're going to kick us off their show, uh, but be kind, be cool, Ichiban and, uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Stay safe out there. And remember always, always roll responsibly. Ho, ho, ho.